everyone. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Every week, we bring you simple answers to help your homeschool family thrive. We are David and Leslie Nunnery, and we are so glad you're here. Today, we wanted to talk about the fact that not one of us was created to go it alone. Throughout God's Word, we see that God has created mankind to live in community with others. God created families, people groups, and the church to fill that void. Yet far too many families we talk to feel really, really isolated. I'll be honest with you. As a natural introvert, community is not something I ever thought I needed or craved. That is, until God got a hold of my heart and changed my appetite completely. I'm now a huge proponent of our need for one another, specifically as families on missions. So I look forward to to diving right in really, really soon. Now, this is the week of our big event in Pigeon Forge, and it is all hands on deck to get every detail taken care of before we head out tomorrow to join thousands of homeschoolers there. We're so excited to see many of you, so be sure to introduce yourself if we haven't met you yet. If you're still on the fence about joining us, get off that fence. Make your plans to join us in person or via the live stream so you too can enjoy a time of refreshment and encouragement. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events to get your tickets now. Also, be sure to download the TTV app to get the most up-to-date schedule, links, and information, and to engage with us there all year long. It is a great place to be. Now, again, you can get your tickets for this week's event at teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events. earlier that I am an introvert by nature who honestly always thought I was fine with just you, the kids, and the rest of our family around me. I joked around for a long time about how ironic it was that God called me to help you with Teach Them Diligently because I was such an introvert. I I really clearly remember how when we first started it, I would even hide under tables in dark rooms just to catch a few minutes to compose myself before I'd go back out into the crowds again. It's really, truly incredible to me how God has changed my perspective on that through the years and grown me in that way. Well, and, you know, let's face it. I think that a part of the reason why we're talking about this is because it's event week and we talked to a lot of homeschoolers this week. I mean, there's going to be thousands of homeschoolers that are in Pigeon Forge uh, this coming weekend. And for some of the people that are listening out there, the thought of being in a room or in a building with thousands of other people (laughs) is terrifying for them. Even maybe 300 people. I remember our our single day events that we were doing, we had several ladies that would come up to us and say it was so much easier for them because the events were smaller and they're easier and they were more simple, but they didn't like the idea of getting out with big numbers of people. And so this is something that is often, I mean, it comes up often Mm -hmm. with what we're doing. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, you and I have grown as we've been doing these events. I remember when I started, when we started doing these events, I would not even get up in front of the audience and pray. I was nervous. I had a fear of actually getting up in front of a big group of people, completely different subject. But I do remember at, at times that, you would just have these moments where you just had to get away. Yep. And, you know, when you 
look at the Bible and you read through the Bible, you see this idea of being a part of a church, being part of a community, yeah. hospitality, reaching beyond yourself, um, stretching yourself, reaching out and talking to people. Uh, you see these themes that are constantly coming up in the in uh, in the Bible, especially in the New Testament. And so we are actually commanded to reach out beyond ourselves and not kind of retreat into ourselves. Right. And so that's a theme that comes up over and over and over and over again. Well, yeah, it's, you know, I think, or I was thinking, even as you were talking about that, we are commanded throughout God's word to love one another, um, to honor one another, all of these one another statements. And it's absolutely impossible to do that if we are not connected in some way to one another. And I, I wanted to to kind of throw out and get your, your thought on this. As we were, or when we first started doing Teach Them Diligently, and, and specifically, I was thinking about the survey we got from the Homeschool Family Favorites. When we first started putting those surveys out, it was like most people that we talked to were in homeschool co-ops or groups yeah, of some it was, sort. It was like 65%. Right, right. Now... That seems to have flipped, and and most people that are that are filling out these surveys are not. And it was stunning to me that coming through a pandemic, when we were isolated to the extent that there is vast mental health problems across the world or around the world, when we should have recognized even more profoundly our need for one another, it seems that people are instead tending to draw back from from getting in communities with each other when they need it the most. Yeah. When you talk to leaders of churches, they will tell you at, on a general level that their churches still have not recovered in terms of the attendance on Sunday it's morning. It still has not come around. Um, and it's not just fear of a pandemic. It is that people got used to being by themselves on Sunday. They got used, they get, they had other habits that yeah. they got into on Sunday. It was easier, not just to sleep in and all that. Maybe that is part of it, but I believe that it takes effort to spend time and actually reach out and talk to people and put yourself out there. Yeah. It is, uh, it, it's not natural for a lot of people. I think for most people in some shape, fashion, or form, it is a very unnatural thing to put yourself out there in a situation where you're having to meet people and talk to people and connect to people. It's easier to just retreat into yeah, yourself. Yeah, tunnel, tunnel in and, and kind of insulate and be alone. But that is, that is, it's so unhealthy, but it also doesn't help you grow. I was, um, as we were talking about this topic, I was reminded of a workshop that I did several months ago in 365 about some studies that I had read about community and um, just the benefits of community. And I, I remember saying, I'm not even going to cite one because I read article after article after article after article because my heart was so grieved with the isolation I was seeing. So I was studying this out to try to, to encourage others. And just over and over and over again, there is this set of, I don't know, six to eight physiological health benefits, as well as psychological, spiritual, all these other benefits that are, are proven 
to be to come along when you are living in community with one another when you are when you are in fellowship with one another and once again we see how God's plans for his people is so much better than what we would do on our own if you know kind of left to our own devices and we insulate but God says to live in fellowship with one another and I thought it would be it would be really helpful for us to kind of go through some of those benefits today um, to encourage people with how they can plug in in that way. I, I think that's a great idea. And just to kind of lay all this out so that people can actually see what the benefits are. And you, know, you read these truths in the Bible. And what's happening now is, is that science is actually confirm, confirming the truths. It's catching in, up finally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's catching up with what the Bible has said, you know, millennia ago. Uh, and so the Bible lays it all out there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why should we be a part of a church? Well, you should be a part of a church because you need to be part of a church. You need people. Why should we be hospitable? Well, the reason why you should be hospitable is because you need to be hospitable. And I know that's a great way to, to show God's love to other people. That's right. It builds you up. It warms you up. It gets you excited. It, it connects you with other people. And there's, I've heard this statement so often now that it's almost cliche, and it, it's, I, I think it was this guy named Jim Rohn, Rohn that said it first. He says that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Mm. And so um, you need to find people to spend time with that you want to be. So you spend time with people that you want to mentor you. You spend time with people that are other Christian homeschoolers that believe the same way that you do. So that you can build off of each other, you can encourage each other, each other, you can hold each other accountable. You can just share. You can just be honest with each other. Uh, if you are spending a lot of time with people that you constantly have to put a front on, that's not good either. Right. You need to have people around you that will build you up and that you can be honest with and that will actually lift you up if you are going through a difficult day or you're going through an initial struggle or some kind. I mean, we all have down days. And so you need people to lift you up that are just fun for you to talk to. Well, yes. And people that, you know, we we grow together. We we are able to encourage one another. This is a mutual relationship. Um, And we're going to talk about a lot of these things as we dive into the benefits of community. Um, But it's never a one way street. It is it's never just one person making an effort. You there is this give and take. um, And that shows out in many of these different benefits that we're going to talk about. So let's dive into some of these and kind of break them down, because I think that they're fascinating and it will help to really reinforce why we um, why we truly do need to live and dwell in community with one another. Um, And again, these benefits that I'm going to throw out are not anything that I came up with. They are absolutely well documented through, you know, Dr. Google gave me all kinds of headlines about these, um, but they're really practical and they really echo, like David noted before, they echo so many things that we see in God's word so that we see that science truly is finally catching up with with God's ways and the way that he created us to function. They're actually starting to see the benefits of it. Um, and that's, it's always cool when science once again confirms and reinforces what God's word tells us. So, yes. And so we're going through them so that you can have them. I mean, simply, I mean, yeah, you can just, this will be a reference for you that you can 
you can go through. Yep. Easy, easy, easy. Um, and we won't, we won't belabor these as well because most of them are pretty common sense. But the first benefit of community is that you share knowledge and learning. You grow together. You know, there's, um, you're, you're never, you never grow as much. You never learn as much when you are all by yourself. It's that it's talking things through. It's, it's working things out. It's sharing ideas where you're really able to learn and grow so effectively. Absolutely. Even if you love to read and you get a lot of knowledge out of a book, when you start to break that down, you start to synthesize that. You start to talk to other people about it. I mean, this is how learning happens, right? You acquire the knowledge, you synthesize it, and then the highest form of knowledge is actually teaching others. Right. And you got to be around other people in order to teach other people. And that teaching is not like a classroom setting. That is just like, you know, just being around other people, being around friends. You know, I read this thing in the book the other day. Da, 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 and you go through that and you even share the book with yeah. them. There's real power in that. Well, I was even thinking as you were sharing that, we were at small group not long ago and you mentioned a book that you were reading. There was another lady in our small group like, I just got that. It's sitting beside me or sitting beside my bed ready for me to dive into. And and even in that moment, this was this was not a a commentary or anything. Actually, I don't even think that it was, it was a, a... It was Atomic Habits. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't even a biblically-based book per se, but, but you all were able to connect on that and, and find that you were, you were both reading the same book, both moving and share those ideas and what the takeaways. And for several weeks after, I remember y'all talking about it. Yes, and it actually benefited uh, our you know, knowledge accumulation through the book because we were able to talk about it. And then we, we, would, we would talk about the things that we liked in the book and the things that we didn't like in the book. Mm-hmm. And so that actually benefited us both ways because well, yeah, we we're actually, discernment too. yeah, we we're able to pick out the things that were really beneficial for both of us and our perspective on how we read it. And so it really benefited us in a, in a lot of ways by doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so knowledge and learning and growing together is a pretty obvious one. The next one is connections, um, which again, seems so obvious, but, but some of the things that, that they really broke out as they were talking about these connections was you have a sense of belonging when you are in a community, when you're living in, in community and the benefits for mental health of having that sense of belonging, whether it is, I belong in a family, I belong in this church, I belong in this co-op, I belong in this neighborhood, whatever it is, there's a, a little bit of your identity that's really tied to that community that you're connecting with. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think about the periodic chart of elements and how the different elements that are on the periodic chart, uh, they're not as useful when they're by themselves. Many but of you, them. That's right. And when you couple them, that is when they really become powerful. Yeah. You know, you think about steel, you know, steel, it, iron by itself is not very useful, but steel, you can build buildings out of. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we actually have an article about that. If you're interested, I'll leave the the article uh, about that particular, the science shows us our need for connections, I think was the name of it. But I'll leave that in the show notes for you. Um, So we have this sense of belonging. The other thing is that we get through the connections of community is support. And this is, as I read about that, I thought about a a workshop that I did in Ohio uh, for a mom's group several, several years ago. And I was studying that, um, that not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, that part in Hebrews. And literally that means leaving someone in a lurch. Like if I am not there, I am leaving someone in a lurch. They don't have the support that they need. 
I don't have the support that I need. So when you are not investing in a community, not only are you going to to be weaker, you won't have that support, but you are robbing people of the expertise and the experience that God has given you. So they need you as much as you need them. And I think that that's something that that we tend to overlook as we're talking about community. We get very focused on us and our need. And that's truly how God changed my heart in this is it took me from looking at what was comfortable for me as an introvert who thought that I was fine to looking outwardly and seeing, okay, God, you have called me to this and I had better get out and obey you. And then like the whole world changed. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have often thought, well, in, 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 uh, as you were thinking, what I was thinking about was how God blesses us to bless others. Mm-hmm. And so when the Bible talks about somebody who is worthless, uh, and you'll see that ab- adjective as it's talking about somebody who is worthless, what it's talking about is, is that it's kind of somebody who is stingy, mm. that they have no value to other people. And so they have not invested in other people. They hold it to themselves. It's almost like this, uh, building bigger barns kind of idea, you know, uh, that you hold on. Right. And so you had this idea, you're, you're, you're approaching your life as if God has blessed me, this is mine and you never share it with anybody else. Hmm. And so you have to be around other people to share it. Yep. What God has given you and God blesses you to bless other people. Yeah. Amen. So you are to hand it down. Yeah, absolutely. And that is that support that you cannot you, you cannot exercise that kind of support for others, that kind of, of worth, that value, like you were talking about, if you are so isolated and, and insulated from everyone around you. That's right. So the next or the third thing that kind of comes with those connections is a sense of purpose. You know, and I thought that was really, really um, pertinent to us as homeschool families because so much of the community that we talk about would, you know, encircle this either homeschooling or church efforts that we do because that's really, as our kids are growing up, that's where we are plugged in the most. And so it could be that the purpose that we're feeling is, you know, helping other families homeschool or doing it well, teaching a biology class at a co-op when people like me desperately need you to. Um or, or, you know, getting behind the vision of your church. It's showing, showing God's love to your community through, through outreaches, through your church and whatnot. This sense of purpose that you get through engaging in community, God can really use to refine your own vision for your family. Yeah. And so it's like this two-way street, like yeah. you were talking before, where you're blessing others and you're getting the sense of purpose at the same time. Yeah. So it lifts you up at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so we've gone through knowledge and learning, growing together, connections. And then the third thing that you get through living in community in this way is creativity and inspiration. You're able to share ideas. And one thing that I love about about especially the communities that that teach them diligently families tend to be in is not only are we seeing ideas being shared because I see it all the time through the app or 365 or you know discussions on site whatever um so ideas are being shared but then someone will take that idea that little nugget of something that they were given they'll tweak it to make it fit their family and something brand new comes out of it and so we're all benefiting so much as this creativity and this 
this group effort of coming up with ways to approach different problems helps every one of us. So the uh, so Steve Jobs, uh, the way he would define creativity is putting things together. Hmm. And there's only one way to make that happen is that you have to be connected, right? And so you end up putting things together. And so by putting things together, the idea is, is that you put two things together that you love. And by putting them together, you have something that's even better. Yeah. And so it's like this leveling up. And so um, uh, that's how creativity, creativity, we often think about creativity as coming from somebody sitting in their you know, by themselves, sitting in the room by themselves and actually working out and writing and, and, and creating something. And it doesn't work that way. It is actually through interconnectivity with others that are around you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that is why um, we found so much, so many people had such issues when they were isolated during the pandemic, when all meetings went to Zoom when there was no physical contact with other people for a while. That like drains the creativity and the the excitement, the the inspiration right out of you because you don't have someone to just bounce ideas off of. And this is this is one of those things that I have seen over and over and over again. And it's so cool because I am a firm believer that homeschool. Uh, Generally, our moms are the teachers, but homeschool teachers, moms, dads, whatever, are among the most incredibly, not only intelligent, but creative people on the planet. They are constantly coming up with new ways to approach things. They are learning all the time as they're teaching their children. So they're growing. They're excited about these things. And the the ideas that they come up with and are able to share through the community groups, through you know gathering together within co-ops and whatnot is just really amazing. Yeah. So, so that, that creativity and inspiration is a really big deal that comes out of community that you, you're really stifling it when you're insulated and trying to do it all by yourself. The fourth thing that you definitely can't do all by yourself is practical help. You know, living in community, one of the greatest things that come out of this is practical help. I was thinking back to, when the kids were younger and we were already doing Teach Them Diligently and just things were so chaotic and I didn't didn't have the help that I do now because my kids are all big and we can do a lot of things really quickly. Um, but I remember we were in, I was somewhere, I was at a, at a conference somewhere and while I was gone, a group of cleaning fairies, that's all I, I was told, they left a note, the cleaning fairies. I know who they are. <laughs> I, I do too. Um, but they came and they cleaned our house while I was gone. And, you know, I could have reacted to that with embarrassment by how bad it was, which, you know, was probably my knee jerk. Oh, they saw my house. It was so bad. But but honestly, that practical help that they gave me took a load off of my back and gave me such freedom and made me feel so loved and such a sense of belonging that it made an impression that even now, probably eight, nine, 10 years later, it's the first thing that comes to mind when I talk about these practical helps because they cared enough. We were living in a community and this um, this was a group of ladies that we did. Um, we kind of had a makeshift co-op together. I've talked about it quite a bit uh, where one of us would go out for a day. The other two moms and all the kids would stay at my house for a day and um you know, so you either got to stay here and play with the kids and fellowship with that mom, or you got a day off. And we did this for a long time when our kids were young. Uh, just being able to build that 
that community and help one another out practically. Um, but you you don't even have to be physically close to to be able to offer practical helps because I've seen so many teach them diligently families that have sent meal gift cards or you know Kroger gift cards or something like that when a family is going through something difficult. I stand in awe of the generosity of the people that God has brought into the Teach Them Diligently community. In fact, right now, right now today in the app, there are people who are who are noting that, you know, they have extra room in their cabin if there is a single mom coming or somebody that needs a place to stay. This is a group of people who are showing God's love day in and day out and practically helping one another. And it is so cool to behold. And a lot of them don't know, you know, they, their only connection is Teach Them Diligently. It's and amazing. so think about that. These people don't, don't really know each other, you know, exceptionally well. And, um, and and we've seen it also in a lot of other ways, people giving money to families that um, uh, uh, run out of money. I remember several years ago, uh, we had floods in Columbia, South Carolina Mm -hmm. here, and we put out a call for uh, curriculum Mm -hmm. um, because there was a lot of families out there that got caught in the floods and their curriculum basically was ruined. And we, Honestly, we were overwhelmed. It was with, horrifying it, how much curriculum, had curriculum <laughs> taking over our our garage. Um, and so not only did we serve the families that were hurt by the floods with this curriculum, but we actually spread it out beyond that and started helping families that were actually poor that were here in the in, in the local community yeah. with that curriculum as well. And just opportunities like that you have to be connected with people in order for those things to happen and not only does it bless you but it also blesses the person that gives because when they see what has happened and they see the benefit it man it warms their heart as well yeah and that is that's actually another point you've got to be willing not only to give that help but also to receive that help because if you're not willing to note when you have a need or when you could use some practical help, whatever it may be, you're really robbing those that you're living in community with from the joy of giving to you. Yeah. And I think, you know, just to kind of back up a little bit here, because we've gone through, uh, I think our numbers have gotten off a little bit, but I think I think we may be five or six. We're on okay. number four. Oh, are we sure? Yeah. Okay. But regardless... Um, the reason why we're talking about this is, you know, I, we kind of set it up early because I think we have a tendency to not want to be together. But not only that, when there are families, uh, there are moms that are hurting in some way, the natural response is to retreat into yourself. And when you retreat into yourself, you are isolating yourself from all of these things that we're listing mm-hmm. out, the practical help, the creativity. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these things that you're listing off, it's and when people actually come to teach them diligently and you can see it's a mom that is really hurting or it's a mom that is really struggling. That's her for maybe her first year homeschooling. And she's like, you know, deer in the headlights kind of look. <laughs> she has a tendency to retreat into herself. And when you do that, you cut yourself off mm-hmm. of all of this stuff and you, you're you not meant to be alone. Right, right. Which leads actually really nicely into our fifth point, which is the wisdom that you gain from community. That's right. That's where that, that um, Titus 2 mentoring model comes in, where you find someone who 
is a little farther on than you and, and talk to them about, you know, mentoring you. Always look back as well. Always look for somebody that you can invest in. The Lord laid it on my heart several years ago to be very specific in those prayers. And so I have always tried to keep a relationship with someone who is beyond me that would be able to to be mentoring me. And I've always tried to make it a priority to look behind because, you know, now I have a pretty big rearview mirror, but I've always had some kind of a rearview mirror. When David and I first got married, we worked with teenagers and we just kind of grew up from there. There's always someone that you can invest in. Um, and, and that wisdom that comes, you know, I define discipleship in one of my sessions as leveraging everything that God has taught you for the good of others. And that is truly that wisdom, that mentorship, the discipleship that we're able to do through community. Um, not just leveraging all that I've learned for the sake of my children, which I do day in and day out, but also leveraging what God has taught me for the sake of everyone else that he brings across my path. Hmm. So that <laughs> he's looking at me like, mm -hmm, yeah, mm. Um, <laughs> he's never quiet. <laughs> So, so that wisdom though, is something that you can absolutely get. I, I thought I was talking a whole lot. So I was like, I'm going to let this one go. Okay, good. Well, number six then is strength and sustainability. You know, it kind of is that, that concept of a cord of three strands is stronger than, you know, a single cord or one of two strands. The more the more strands that you put together, the stronger your resolve will be, the stronger and more sustainable what you're doing will be because you have that support, you have that, you know, group think of ideas and creativity, you have the wisdom, you have all of these things. So it's much more sustainable when you're when you're walking in community with others. Yeah, I think you uh, have brought up many times the, the illustration of of uh, uh, Joshua holding, yeah. you know, Moses' uh, arms up. And um, I think that that's a really good point here is that you are not meant to be alone. You need the strength, right? Yeah. Uh, you need people to kind of back you up. You need people to uh, uh, let you know that you are on the right track. You need that encouragement, not just the accountability, but you need people to say, hey, you're doing well. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then finally, um, it is just, and we alluded to this at the very beginning, it is scientifically and medically proven that it is more healthy, not only physically, but also emotionally, mentally, it is more healthy for people to walk the way that God intended, which is to walk in community with other people, to live with one another, love one another, serve one another, pray for one another, give to one another, all of these one another statements. It's a great study in the New Testament. Look for those one another's and see how God wants you to invest um, because you will find that it is really good for your health, your mental well-being, your emotional well-being and everything else. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, the theme here is uh, just overall for the podcast and for what we're trying to do is, is that it's simple answers for homeschool families, right, to help them thrive. And so we have given, uh, what, six, seven really simple answers on why you need a community around you, why you should not be by yourself. Yeah. You need to be together with other people. So then the question is, how do you plug in? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, really quickly, it's it's it, it's amazing to me that in a world that boasts 
you know, it's so small. You can talk to someone in Japan, you know, through the internet and you're, you're right there. Um, and yet so many people still find themselves isolated. So we wanted to throw out some ideas, some ways that you can get connected. Um, you know, first and foremost, find a good church, mm-hmm. get connected in a solid body of believers where the Bible is being preached. You guys, I, on way too many occasions have had people come up to me during a teach them diligently event and say that they heard more Bible proclaimed during that weekend than they have in the last six months at their church. And I cannot, I cannot urge you strongly enough, get in a church where you and your children are going to hear God's word proclaimed each and every week. This is a huge problem. I think in America today where there are, uh, and I think I don't want to be hard on churches in general, but I think that uh, there are a lot of families out there, a lot of families out there that are not in good churches and they are just enduring it. Yeah. Yeah. And they need to stop enduring it and they need to leave where they're at if they're not being fed. And they need to go to a church that doesn't have a charismatic leader. They don't need a charismatic leader. They need a pastor that preaches solid Bible teaching and also has connection with the other believers, that there is a tremendous amount of interconnectivity with the other people. If you go into a body of believers and nobody talks to you, you need to leave. It's, it's generally need, a danger sign. It's a danger sure. sign. You need to be, there's, there's two things that you really need to have. You need to have solid Bible teaching. Again, the pastor doesn't have to be charismatic and unbelievable preacher. You just need to have solid preaching. And you need to have a church that is hospitable and connected and together and is warm and friendly with everybody. And that's what you have to have in a church. And if you don't have that, then it's a danger sign and you need to go get that. Yeah. Yeah. But in a church environment, that is, that is really, truly a great place to mentor others, to get mentored, to live in discipleship relationships with people older, younger, and all around and be locking arms and growing together for the sake of, of the gospel and the kingdom of God. The other or another great place to find community is through interest groups. So, you know, as homeschoolers, uh, we have a lot of interest groups, whether it be a co-op or a field trip group or an arts drama group, whatever it is. There are a lot of special interest groups within the homeschool community. Um, it could be a quilting group. It could be, you know, in the 360 or in the Teach Them Diligently app, this isn't even just exclusive to 365. There is a reading group that has developed. And these are these are women from all over the, the world who just share what they're reading and takeaways and they're getting great ideas and they're they're all kind of bonding together on this love of reading. So so finding community within special interest groups is really pretty easy. Um, and then, you know, sports. Sports offer a great form of community as you're with other other families, you're watching your kids play and practice and you're, you know, traveling to and from games together and stuff like that. Um, another very easy, very fun, good way to find some community. And then, you know, finally, we, God did call us many years ago to bring people together, to gather people together through our events, through Teach Them Diligently 365, through, um, you know, just a lot of things that we do through the year 
just to get believing Christian family, uh, homeschool families together for the focus of discipling their kids and educating and preparing them to walk through whatever door God opens in the, in the days ahead. Something really powerful happens when you get a bunch of Christ followers in a room together mm. that hold to the same principles and the same ideas. There is something really powerful that happens in that case. And there's a connection uh, that happens among those people. And it's almost unspoken, right? The connection that they have. It's like, I am with my people. Mm -hmm. And it's this belonging that you have that is just really, you can't really describe it. Well, you can't bottle it. You You have to experience it it to understand it. And we've been doing these events now for 10 years. And uh, we've probably done 50 different events. And I'm telling you, every single time we do this event, we have the same dynamic where there is a connection among the people that are in the room and are in the hallways Mm -hmm. and they're praying together and they're talking and they get to know each other. We've had people that use they live a long ways away and then they meet at teach them diligently every year and they met at teach them diligently there's yeah. no connection that they and have except for teach them run diligently. Off. i love it when i see the kids just running down the hall i'm gonna cry to running down the hall to see their friends and their buddies that they've talked to you know throughout the year their pen pals or whatever but they actually get to see them on side that type of community is really really hard to quantify that's right and so um you know Teach them diligently exists for that. We believed in the mission of getting people together. We believe in getting people together. Mm -hmm. We believe something really powerful happens when you get together. You should be at teach them diligently. Yeah. Okay. Um, But teach them diligently is not the only place to do that. Right. Right. You know, and so we have co-ops, we have uh, interest groups, we have, um, uh, uh, what was the other church? church. <laughs> like the most important one? <laughs> the, the most important one is church. Yeah. And so you need to find a good church. I cannot state that. A body of believers that you can grow with and live in community with is a very big deal. Stop enduring churches that you don't feel connected to. Yep. Yep. So. Exactly. So we hope that this has been helpful for you. I hope that it's been insightful and actually really encouraging, um, encouraging to you to get plugged in, to find your people, to to live in community, invest in others, give them the privilege of investing in you and your family and grow and create and thrive together. Um, I, I pray that we we will be able to see you at Teach Them Diligently. Um, I'm sorry. I was just told to go through the points again. So we just want to list the bullet points one more time. Uh, So remember that the the benefits of community are knowledge and learning and growing together. You make connections, which brings belonging, support, and purpose, creativity and inspiration, practical help, wisdom, strength, and (laughs) sustainability, and then it's scientifically and medically proven to be good for your health. So find yourself a community, plug in, join us at Teach Them Diligently, join us in TTD 365 connect with those that can help you grow and change. And and then to let us know what you would like to hear us talk about. David and I would love to hear from you, get some feedback on the podcast, as well as hear, you know, what are some, some topics that you would like to see us cover? So in all of our show notes, there is a place for you to tell us that kind of stuff. So leave us a comment. We would love to hear from you. 
Have an awesome rest of your day, and we look forward to talking to you again real soon. And seeing you in Pigeon Forge. Yep, exactly. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.